0: Welcome back to the knock-on sports and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline. Good friend of the show and covers Montana State Bobcats football and basketball. It is Paul Schwedelson. Paul, I know it's been a while, man. Hope you are doing well and it's great to chat with you once again.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's uh, always fun to chat and hope you are doing well uh, as well.
0: Uh, Paul uh, obviously you were a very busy man not just including uh, covering the college basketball team the Bobcats but also covering uh, coach Chote' news and what was going on uh, with Boise State so let's just start there what did you take away from all of uh, the, the hoopla and all the the things that were going on in regards to coach Choate which who seemed as and probably was a top contender for that Boise State job yeah I think
1: obviously he was you know, from from what you know, what we've been able to report, uh, you know, a, a close contend, you know, a really close contender, um, uh, you know, really in the mix, um, you know, uh, Boise State athletic director Jeremiah Dickey was was in Bozeman, uh, visiting with with Coach Cho, um, and so um, he he was uh definitely close to getting that job, and obviously he he is um, you know, has some ties there, and um, in terms of what I would take away is that um. Um, You know, as long as Montana State keeps winning, he's going to continue to get attention for jobs um, like that. Um, And so, you know, obviously, I think a lot of fans are probably really excited and and really happy that he's staying, Mm -hmm. um, and and obviously, understandably so. Um, But at the same time, I think it's something that, um, you know, at this point, is kind of a reality of the situation that Montana State is in, that, um, you know, there's a very realistic part that, um, Jeff Cho is going to leave Montana state, um, for a a bigger job that pays more money and kind of just the food chain of, of college athletics, of college football. And, um, you know, as, as unfortunate as that might be, um, I don't think it at this point, it, it shouldn't come as a surprise, um, you know, if, if that happens eventually and you know, and and I, I guess I'm not here to speculate. You know, but I think you can reasonably make the argument that it's more a matter of when rather than if. Um, just based on Jeff Choate's resume and and all the you know the big schools he's coached at. Um, you know, he's he's been at a lot of schools, um, and so uh, you know that's 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 just kind of the part of the reality. And um, you know, and 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 things could change. You know, maybe maybe all of a sudden, you know. We'll we'll see what happens when this when this new facility uh, is finished, and um, you know I, I can't predict the future. Obviously, I wish I could; that'd be that'd be fun. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but uh, shoot, now I'm thinking about all the things I could I could use with that power. I was about um, to say I could but, use some lottery yeah, numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> but anyway, that's 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 the reality of the situation is that um, you know I say, you know I think people should enjoy watching this team as mm-hmm. long as he's the coach and as long as they keep winning and some at some point he might leave and and, and that's okay too.
0: Paul well, the interesting thing about it is and and one of the things that I took away is I thought and the reason why I thought he was a strong contender was just because and I, I think people mentioned it and I'm sure you see it is the culture that he's built at Montana State but at the same time I talked to some recruits in the past and even this year that have just said they appreciate how honest and sincere he is with his players within the program. I feel like that trait gets overlooked. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Do you think that's one of Coach Choate's strengths when it comes to other jobs? Because I think people really got to look at how a coach builds culture within a program.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably one of his biggest accomplishments at Montana state and culture is kind of one of those buzzwords that people kind of toss around and it's hard to really know um, what it means, but the way that they, continue improving every season by the end of the season every year that he's been a coach at Montana State they've finished the season significantly better than they were at the start of the season and I think his record um in the in the past couple years in November and December um is really phenomenal I can't remember it off the top of my head but um I know it was um you know it's, it's really it's really impressive and and he's really built a team that um, you know, something that they talk about a lot within the program is this idea of being finishers and, and, and finishing the season strong. And obviously, you know, it, it's always going to come up as long as he, it stays this way. But, you know, being undefeated against the Grizz um, is really a testament to that. Um, and so I think that's that's something that is, uh, you mentioned it as being a strength. I think that's probably one of his best accomplishments at Montana State, especially considering the state the program was in when he, when he was hired and, and the way that um, he really built it from the ground up. Um, and that's one of the things that is it would if he was hired at Boise State, I think it would have been really interesting because it's significantly different than than the situation you know if he was in when he was hired at Montana State and to really build it from the ground up. Um, I think and obviously this is his first head coaching job, so uh, at, you know at the college level, um, so it's a little bit different. You know it, we don't necessarily have a, a track record of his history at multiple schools, but at least at Montana State, you know he's kind of built this. He's, he's developed this reputation as, as a builder he was able to build this program, um, in his vision. Um, and, and obviously Boise state is, you know, pretty well established. Um, so that would have been a difference. And, you know, if he, if he does end up moving on to a different school, I'd be really curious to see what kind of situation that school is in. Is is he more of a caretaker of a program or is he more of a builder? Um, you know, depending on that scenario, and I Montana on Tennessee, he's proven that, um, he's a builder. Um, and so, um, I think that's that's something that's that would be really interesting to see, um, you know, wherever he may go next, to see what kind of situation he fits into. Um, but I think you're absolutely right in terms of that's probably his biggest accomplishment. I mean, people can obviously nitpick like, oh, the quarterback situation, or oh, their offense hasn't been this or that, or it's not flashy, or they don't throw the ball, or, it doesn't fit like a modern college football offense. You know, blah blah blah, whatever X's and O's. But I think in terms of what Jeff Joe has done at Montana State, he's proven to be successful. And there's not really any reason to think that that won't continue, um, barring something unforeseen. Um, and, you know, the X to the Nose is really kind of secondary to, I think, the accomplishments in terms of just developing the program in and in all the other things that I mentioned.
0: Paul, looking at this thing, obviously we we won't know what would have happened had Jeff Choate been hired by Boise State uh, because that really would have put Montana State in a real predicament with obviously the season, the spring football season for uh, the FCS beginning here in a couple of weeks. What does Montana State do? What do you think about that? What do you? I mean, this is a chance for us to kind of speculate. Give us your opinion of what Montana State might have done. Well, I, I think they might have not said they were maybe not going to go with the season to try and find the right head coach. What do you think in your mind would have happened had Montana State had to find a new head coach with spring football just only a couple weeks away?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, it's a great unknown, a great what if. Um, I really have have no clue. Um, you know, there's you know maybe they hire an interim. Um, but then that kind of sets you back because then when at what point do you hire someone full time? Mm-hmm. um you know the season ends in May, let's say, or whenever it ends April, may, um and then you're then then you have a quick turnaround to the next season of the fall, anyway, so you know it, 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 I don't really know um exactly what the plan would have been there. Um, I think the spring season is a great mystery, still, even regardless of a potential head coaching change. You know even still, even with Jeff Choate as montana state's uh coach, um I think it's still a mystery i mean you we i think it you know Montana state's supposed to play at u c davis in forty seven days um and I'm not really sure what the plan is between now and then um and just to contrast that to what would typically be a a normal year or you know what <laughs> in the past the previous few years. Um, You know, I know at signing day in early February, a lot of times Jeff Cho has mentioned the date that fall camp starts. Um, So you're talking in February, he knows the date of the start of fall camp in like the first week of August. Um, And that kind of just speaks to how he always is um, very deliberate about his planning. Mm -hmm. He is he plans everything out. Um, He's very organized in that sense. and. I think this whole spring thing has just thrown a wrench in all those kinds of plans. I guess, you know, you could talk about the entire pandemic has kind of taught us that plans are just that. <laughs> um, but in terms of, like, what the spring season will look like and, and the preparation and, and how they handle it, um, I'm I'm still not really sure. Um, and and that's, that's a great mystery, and, and we'll have to see how it unfolds. Um, But it's certainly, uh, you know, not something that anyone has any familiarity with, you know. And that's something something to keep in mind, too, is, like, Jeff Cho has kind of tailored his whole program. He, like, has these calendars of, like, okay, they're going to have a six-week training block at this time of year, and then they're going to come back in the summer and, you know, have player-run practices in the summer on campus while they're taking summer school classes or or doing whatever else, um, you know, having summer jobs, you know, to, to cover... Um, living expenses or, you know, whatever it might be, like all that stuff is planned out and and he he really thinks ahead about a lot of those things. And, um, you know, it's just a challenge to kind of go through this for the first time and hopefully the last time. I I don't know if anyone really, anyone who's really a big fan of spring football.
0: Yeah. As I was going to say, it's going to be really difficult. I'm not sure how I would feel about it. We'll see again, if even, if it even happens right now, we are with Paul Shredelson from the Bozeman daily Chronicle as he covers the Montana state bombcats, We're going to turn our attention to the men's basketball team. We'll get Paul's thoughts on that as they are 2-0 in conference play. That's next here on the Knock On Sports. It's good to know some things never change, no matter what's going on in the world, like the satisfying sound of snow crunching under your boots or how every family seems to have their own secret huckleberry picking spots or how there's always room for a little more meat in your freezer, no matter how many hunting trips you go on. One other thing that will never change? Whitefish Credit Union's commitment to you. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We're talking about one strange college basketball season, and joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline is Paul Schwedelson from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Uh, the Montana State Bobcats got wins against Northern Colorado this past weekend and are two and zero in conference play. Uh, obviously, Montana State has had a bit of an up and down non-conference big win to start the year against UNLV. Uh, Paul, just give me your thoughts of, about this basketball team in the games that you have seen. Because obviously, we know Montana State's had some games canceled, Southern Utah canceled uh, right around the new year. But with the games that they have played, what do you what have you thought about this team? That you know, uh, with a lot of new faces in it.
1: Well, in person, I, I haven't seen them play a Division One game yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think this is going to be the case for for most teams around the country. It's something that uh, Head Coach Danny Sprinkle has has talked about um, in press conferences is, you know, they're going to be a work in progress pretty much all season. Um, You know, he said uh, about two weeks ago, he's led, uh, you know, and and, and two weeks ago is, is, you know, right at the end of December, beginning of January, uh, you know, he said that the team, in terms of its progress, isn't even as far along as it was at the season opener a year ago. So heading into the season opener in 2019, was ahead of where they are, you know, at the beginning of January this you know this season. So you compare last year to this year, um, and and I think that just speaks to just how challenging it's been to get practice time in. Um, you know, obviously with the cancellations and the and the uh, you know the contact tracing and players being out and and they had a lot of trouble in the preseason. Um, you know, they had weeks at a time. You know, where they they couldn't play five on five in practice. Um, just because of different stuff going on. And so I think it's just going to be a work in progress all year. It's hard to know. Um, in terms of just, it's, it's it's just hard to make like any kind of big sweeping observations or conclusions. Um, obviously this past weekend was, was impressive going on the road and getting two come from behind wins. Um, I would say that would be a big takeaway to, to come back from nine points down. And then two days later to come back from 13 points down, um, to win both games. Um, You know, that stood out to me because this is a team that, um, you know, Danny Sprinkle has preached for a long time. He wants his teams to be together. Um, He wants them to be unselfish. Um, And I think, you know, the fact that they are able to come back from from those deficits kind of speaks to just the way that this team played. And, and, um, like I said, it's hard to make any sweeping conclusions. um, But I think that if you're a fan of the team, I think that would be a. positive, Um, you know, because those were games they could have easily lost, you know. Uh, Those were games that they could have easily with, you know, eight minutes left, ten minutes left, they could have packed it in just said, hey, you know what, we're good, you know, take the L, whatever, move on. Um, But they didn't do that, and so I think that's something that that stood out to me. Um, But I think they they still have things to work on, you know. I mean, the game game Saturday, you know, Northern Colorado had, you know, was down by two and at the buzzer shot a three-pointer to potentially win the game, and the ball goes in and out of the rim um you know that ball goes in and all of a sudden you know it's you know a different story so mm-hmm. um obviously they have they have room to improve um they they are going to be a work in progress probably the entire season um and we'll just kind of have to see how it goes but there are definitely positives about about this team
0: Paul Xavier Bishop won Big Sky Player of the Week uh, for his performances in those games against Northern Colorado. Has he been the main guy, or has it been more of a collective effort with the guys that are on the floor uh, for Coach Danny Sprinkle?
1: Yeah, I'd say it's been kind of a combination of both. Um, The the interesting thing about Xavier Bishop is he was recruited specifically when Danny Sprinkle first was hired. Um, Xavier Bishop was recruited. Um by Danny Sprinkle. Pretty much specifically with the idea in mind of when Harold Frey graduates, you're gonna be the point guard to take over. And last year Bishop spent the entire season um, you know, learning from Harold Frey. And obviously Harold Frey, you know, as as we all know, is a great player. Um and and in practice they never played on the same team, ever. Like not literally, like not once. Um, because that would be a waste of time because they knew in reality they would never play a game together. Um, and they were roommates too. Uh, you know, so it's like Xavier Bishop transfers to Montana state is tasked with replacing Harold Frey. They become roommates. They become like really close friends and they go head to head and they basically just like, just like battle it out and practice every single day. Um, and I think it makes players better. And um, I think we're, we're all seeing it now. Um, Xavier Bishop's a really good player and he's completely different than Harold Frey. Um, he's an attack first, go to the basket, you know, type of player. And, and Harold Frey was obviously a pass first player. And, and I think Xavier is, um, learning more as he goes, as the season goes on. Um, his passing is maybe getting better and better. Um, but he's definitely an attack first player. And, uh, when Montana State needed him, he stepped up. Um, several times this season and obviously this past week's eight points on Thursday and then 22 on Saturday. Um, really big time, big time performance. And, you know, watching this team, you know, there, there's some games where they're really moving the ball well and they're passing and they're getting their shooters open and they're spacing the floor and they're able to, you know, to, to really shoot it really well from three. Um, and then there's other times like this, like this past week where, um, you know, Northern Colorado does a really good job of, of kind of preventing opponents from shooting and, and making a lot of three pointers and getting a lot of clean looks, and and sometimes Bishop has had to just, you know, go to the basket and and go how on and, and and score and and kind of put the team on his back in that way, and um, you know, he showed he's capable of doing that. So it's been a combination of both, I would say, uh, but he's he's just he's really putting together a really impressive season uh, so far.
0: My featured guest, Paul Shredelson from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Paul, if people want to follow your work, how can they do that?
1: Uh, you can follow along at BozemanDailyChronicle.com, um, as well as on Twitter, I'm at schwed at P-S-D-H-W-E-D-S. You can also follow uh, the sports editor of the Chronicle, Colton Poole, at c Reporter.
0: Paul, real great to have you on the show. Great to chat with you once again, man. I'll make sure we do this a lot sooner. Paul, you have a good one, bud. Really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your night.
1: Thanks. You too, Anthony.